not, but hey everyone, it's Maria Recruit here from All Things Real Estate, and it's Friday night, and it is uh, April the 16th, 2021, and we are still being affected by the coronavirus. And uh, just a heads up, I'm from Ontario, Canada, and I'll just read you something. We are going into further restrictions. So Premier Ford announces new restrictions as COVID-19 cases threaten to remain high all summer. And I'll just read a little bit here. Uh, this is, ha is affecting all of us in Ontario, Canada. Outdoor gatherings with people outside your household band, amenities like playgrounds shut down. Just think about that. So Ontario will step up enforcement powers for police and extend its stay-at-home order to a minimum of six weeks in a bid to stem the rise of COVID-19 cases, but won't institute paid sick, day, sick days. I don't know how they can do that. How can someone be without work for six weeks? Despite modeling showing that cases will remain high through the summer without additional support for essential workers. Speaking at a twice-delayed news conference on Friday, which is today, Premier Doug Ford announced the stay-at-home order, first instituted on April the 8th for four weeks, will now be extended May the, the 20th, 2021. So just a heads up, everyone, this is the news for today, and it's from CBC. Uh, news, uh, TV, and radio, and, uh, of course, the media. And just a heads up that... Um, just after Easter, they decided that we were going to go into lockdown. And now because the cases of coronavirus is so high, they're going to extend this um, stay-at-home order until May the 20th. I kind of figured that was going to happen. I didn't think one month was going to do it like it did in the past. And we're going into the third wave. So effective 12.01 a.m. Saturday, Outdoor gatherings will be prohibited except for members of the same household or one other person from outside that household who lives alone. Police will have the authority to ask anyone outside their residence to indicate their purpose for leaving home and provide their address. That includes stopping vehicles and potentially issuing tickets of approximately $750. Can you imagine that? It almost feels like wartime, right? I think we've seen that happen in many countries during the Second World War and the First World War. Well, it goes on, the article goes on, non-essential construction will be shut down and outdoor amenities like golf and playgrounds will be restricted. Retail capacity will be limited to 24% in all settings where in-store shopping is still permitted. Inspectors will also visit law offices, accounting firms and other such locations to confirm that only essential workers are in the building. Effective, 12.01 a.m. Monday, religious gatherings, weddings, and funerals will be limited to 10 people, whether indoors or outdoors. Also beginning Monday, Ford said there will be, a, there will be checkpoints at provincial borders. Think about that. that. I don't think that's ever happened before. With Quebec and Manitoba, with exceptions for essential traveling. As Doug Ford says, we're losing the battle. I've never shied away from telling you the brutal, honest truth, Ford said. We're losing the battle between the variants and vaccines. We're on our heels. Ford, along with the Solicitor General Sylvia Jones, told reporters the stricter measures are necessary because of a lack of vaccine supply. However, health experts are repeatedly said vaccines alone cannot stop the surge of viruses. And he goes on, without stronger system level measures and immediate support for essential workers and high risk communities, high case rates will persist through the summer. Ontario's COVID-19 science advisory table said Friday. The province did say it will boost vaccine supply by 25% in hotspots, but did not provide details on when that boost will take place. In a statement, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association decried Friday's new measures as rights slashing by Queen's Park and suggested that they lead that this could lead to a court challenge. It's Black Friday, CCLA, that's the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, Executive Director Michael Brandt said, adding random police checks are unconstitutional and will result in a rash of racial profiling. Uni4, Canada's largest private sector union, 
also issued a statement urging the province to legislate paid sick days and fast-track vaccines for all workers deemed essential. Like they said, no worker should be asked to risk their health and their life for their job. And I agree with that 100%. Workers are scared and are looking to the province for leadership, says Noreen Razvi from Uni4. Instead, Doug Ford is playing politics and amid the crises, and workers in essential jobs across the province are still waiting to be put on a fast track to vaccination, says Jerry Diaz, Unifor's national president. The union said it first wrote to the premier at the start of the pandemic in March 2020, calling for the measure. Yet, as we enter the unprecedented and alarming stage in the pandemic, the provincial government continues to ask essential workers to put themselves and their families at risk. This is unconscionable. No worker should be asked to risk their health and their life for their job. Ontario could see more than 10,000 new daily cases by end of May. Just think of what that means for the province of Ontario and and of course, this is happening in all the provinces across Canada, as I know it's happening all over the world. So, you know, if you think of what happened in 1918, <clears throat> I think it took a total of about two or three years before, um, the, you know, the virus itself burnt itself out. But there were between 50 to 100 million people who died. I don't think we're going to have that much this time around, I don't know. I can't speculate. But I really feel very, very sorry for anyone whose family member has gotten sick with the virus. In fact, my cousin had the virus. She was in the intensive unit. She didn't have to be intubated, which means they put the breathing pipe, you know, down into the lungs. Uh, but she said, you know, she didn't realize what what day it was, she was unconscious, and she's still just starting to get her memory back now. So there are many, many side effects to the coronavirus. Um, let's just go on with the article. In Toronto, where the pressure on health care providers has reached a crisis point, multiple hospitals are preparing for a continued influx of patients in the weeks ahead. Sunnybrook Hospital, where a field hospital was constructed in a parking lot earlier this month. Think about this. I'm going to repeat this. I didn't even know this. Sunnybrook Hospital, that is in Toronto, Ontario, where a field hospital was constructed in a parking lot earlier this month, says it will be prepared to begin accepting patients as early as Monday. The unit has capacity for up to about 80 beds. And a spokesperson for the hospital said it was large, it will largely cater to patients who have already been in hospital for some time and their COVID-19 uh, symptoms have subsided. Transfers for the field hospital will free up critical care beds in the city, the spokesperson said. If you saw how many buildings there were here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, about 25 units are out there waiting for patients. So I'd love to hear from you. I haven't gotten any phone calls, but you know, if you're really interested in touching base with me, you can always call. I'll give you the number to call. I'd love to hear from you. Let's see, where am I here? Let me just get my phone number because I use one phone number just for um, my shows. And that way, okay, here we go. Here we go, let me see. All right, so this is the number to call. It's 437-600-6860. So I have a question for you. If you have if you have any other things happening in your neck of the woods, whether it be in Europe, whether it be in the United States, South America, Alaska, wherever, do you want to call in and let me know? Because we are taping this show. This is going live on myradio.rocks.com and Radio Mauritius. I have four shows a day, one at 7 a.m., one at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The other one is 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm, I have four shows going. Love to get more input from all of you. Love to interview you. So once again, that number is, let me find it here. 
437-600-6860 and this is Maria Recruit, your hostess with the mostest. So let me just go here, it is called Two Chicks Chat About Real Estate. So let's see if Natasha's ready. Um, haven't heard from her all day, but I will see if she's available to chat with us right now and tell us what's new with her. And I will be getting other guests coming in, uh, other women that are in real estate or in business that we'd love to talk about real estate. So let's just see if Natasha's available for us today. And Natasha, by the way, is from Windsor, Ontario, and she self-manages her property. She has a number of buildings for real estate. So we'll just see if she answers. Okay, I guess she's too busy right now, but that's all right. She can always call back, or I can call her in a little while now. But let's go on here. So this is what's happening to the world uh, about the coronavirus. And, and I guess I wonder, in your neck of the woods, do you have, uh, have you taken the, uh, the shot? Are you hesitating? Is it something you want to do? If you want to call me up, we can discuss it. And uh, it says here, uh, 8.45 p.m., British Columbia. This is April 15th, which was just yesterday. Um, 8.45 p.m., British Columbia's top doctor says the province likely has Canada's largest proportion of COVID-19 cases involving the, most, the more transmittable variant, first identified as Brazil. But that's partly because it tested more for that strain. But remember, there's a number of strains coming out. So when they say the one from England is the, the killer, it affects little children, it affects people all ages. So when the coronavirus came, you know, came into, into our sites last March 2020, it was basically the seniors it was affecting. So most of the people that were being sent to the hospital and who were passing away, God bless them, we're going to miss them, of course, and their families. We, I said my condolences to all the families. I wouldn't have wanted to be in that position. God bless, God bless the families. Um, so that was the age group. Now it's getting younger. These are young children getting it and young children bringing it to parents. There are some families, actually, husband and wife and children, who are all sick. And some of them have passed away. Some of them are in the hospital. So it's affecting everyone all ages. It's not just the seniors because at one point they thought it was the seniors that were being affected and not the younger people. So the younger people kept mixing with each other. But now it's this, this coronavirus is killing people for, of all ages. And in fact, there was a case earlier this week that I read about that there was a gentleman that, um, that had been so negatively affected by the coronavirus that both of his lungs will have to be transplanted. Can you imagine that that disease, this virus, had affected that poor man's lungs so badly, and this was a young man, I think he was in his 40s maybe, that he has to now have two lung transplants. Think about that. Think about just how serious that was and how serious it still is so I, I ask everyone not to take it lightly please 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 take it seriously and uh, you don't want anyone in your family to be affected as I, as I told you my cousin was affected by it and uh, no one else that I know of has been affected but that doesn't mean that's not going to happen tomorrow so it says here, it says, this is from British Columbia. It said, Dr. Bonnie Henry said Thursday, the Vancouver coastal region is leading all other health authorities with about 70% of the P1 variant cases because of a large number of cases linked to the resort town of Whistler. So they probably had a lot of people going there to ski and mix, a lot of young people, people from all over the world. Um, that's a ski central in uh, British Columbia. Uh, so this one here, again, overall, just under 60% of daily cases involve variants, including the one first associated with South Africa, though those cases are neg negligible compared with P P1 and the variant first identified in the United Kingdom. So I guess we have the one from South Africa and we have the one from England. And let me see where else there was here. Okay, that's for now. Henry said the higher risk of transmission with variants 
prompted the three-week circuit breaker imposed last month and included closing indoor dining at restaurants and bars. Now it's 5.45 p.m. Alberta is reporting 1,646 cases of COVID, of COVID, um, reporting. One second here, Natasha's calling, but I'll just let, I'll just get back to her in a minute. So just to finish off my thought here, 5.45 p.m. Alberta is reporting 1,646 new cases of COVID-19, the Canadian press reports. The province says 1,020 cases of variants have also been detected in the last 24 hours, according to CP. Five additional deaths linked to the virus were reported. So they're looking at the various countries that are being affected. So I'm just going to leave this for now, and uh, we'll just pick up the call with Natasha to find out what's going on. But, but you know what? You're welcome to call me. Let me know what's going on in your neck of the woods, if you believe this to be true or not. Uh, I certainly believe it to be true. I don't think for one moment that we would be reporting things like this if it wasn't true but you know i mean there's only so many pe- so many people that don't believe this is actually happening but when you have loved ones or when you read your friends on facebook that have gotten it or are sick i was even networking this afternoon and guess what one lady said she was at home and actually someone else an associate of mine who is a paralegal told me he had it he didn't go to the hospital but he stayed at home and nobody knew how to hel- help him and this poor man went on natural things because he was a naturopath also, was trying to help himself. But God bless him. You know, I hope he comes out well. He sounded okay, but he says every day is different. Every day is one day bad, one day good. So uh, God bless you, and you know who you are, and I send you my best wishes. I'm not going to name names here. So let's get on with uh, talking about real estate today and how it's being affected by COVID. And I can tell you how it's being affected. So I'll see, we'll talk to Natasha now to find out how she's being affected. Hi, Natasha. How are you? Very well. How are you doing? Listen, I'm doing okay. Are we on air? Oh, of course. Of course. Once, once, All right. once I pick up the call. Yeah. Um, I was talking, I don't know if you heard the my show or not, but we were talk, I was talking about COVID-19 while I was waiting to catch up to you, but uh, the numbers are really dire. Very dire numbers, eh? Well, that's what, that's what they're saying. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's what they're saying, you know? I mean... It's always hard to know, you know what I mean? Like, because who's, who's able to check on all this, mm-hmm. you well, know? Well, the health department checks on all this. And, and you know what? One of our mutual associates has it, eh? I found oh, out. Oh, no. Yeah. I found out about oh. it. And my cousin had it. And she was in the hospital for a number of weeks. Then she went into, she had to go for therapy to learn how to walk and everything again. This is not a joke, eh? But, but I, it's really not. It's really not. And I, you know, I mean, we all have our ideas, but at the end of the day, I just really wish that they could hurry up and, you know, do something to make sure that the vaccines get rolled out quicker mm-hmm. they should mm-hmm. let's have they should have a spot for seniors yes. special for seniors and then everybody else and for you sure. 18 16 and up whatever sign up sign in get your shot get going mm-hmm. they, because this is not this is really really silly what they're doing well it's very serious and i don't, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing quite they're trying their best but i have a question we're going to be talking about how the coronavirus is affecting uh the real estate market and um landlords and tenants do you have any thoughts about that because i've got lots of thoughts so let's talk about uh, how it's affecting the real estate market the coronavirus well i can tell you this much i've had i've had a whirlwind of a week okay um i so i had my one tenant move out she okay. just sprung it on me last minute i'm leaving literally i'm leaving <laughs> and uh yeah just i'm leaving so i've had to deal with that all week mm-hmm. and this is how it works with me I, i'm really not sure there's really no uh and and i think for a lot of landlords this is this is how it works 
you know, like they just, she just sprung it on me. They, I'm out, I'm leaving, and yeah. I want the rest of my, I want half of my um, last month's rent back. No, So get, get that ready, yeah, and I'm leaving on Sunday, and I want it, and you know you have to give it to me. No, she doesn't, you don't know you don't have to give I, it That's to what her. I said, I said I don't have to, but she's like, yes, you have to prorate it, and blah, blah. No, you so, don't. Anyway. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't. I know I don't. You yeah. know, but I was like, do I want to really get into a, you know, a screaming match here? Like, do I really want... So I called my lawyer. My lawyer said, listen, we don't have to do this, yeah. but just do it and get rid of her and goodbye. Okay. Okay. So, so that's what I did. And then my, I'm really lucky because my tenant who's upstairs is moving down, mm -hmm. but I can't get anything done because... All everybody's like coronavirus, and you know people are very afraid to uh, work, and a lot of people are shut down. So mm -hmm. it's been a week. I spent the entire day today just buying and returning doors, you know, and oh, then oh yeah, yeah, because they didn't have a door, then they had a door, then they didn't have a door, then oh, <laughs> disaster, disaster. <laughs> Oh, God. Disaster, but I'm so lucky my tenant from upstairs is going down, mm -hmm. and I've got a lovely, lovely woman who wants to move upstairs, who Good. I met with today, Good. and right up my alley of what I'm looking for, my avatar. Good. Good. And that's the most important, is the avatar. Absolutely, and, and just for our listeners, they may not realize what the avatar is. So do you want to explain what your avatar yes, is? Yes, sure. Well, everybody has a different avatar, mm -hmm. but mine looks like this. Mm -hmm. Stable income. Yeah. References. Mm -hmm. Past references that are landlords. Yeah. Uh, wherever your income is coming from, you know, if you're employed, well, I like to know, um, you know, who's the employer and can we get a reference from there we we ask it's not it's not mandatory but we ask uh -huh. and um, more than that I need to know that you are going to be able to provide credit yeah because we're going to check your credit I'm, even if there is a blip on the credit uh -huh. the, still we're going to do our due diligence with the paralegal and find out why you have that blip. Of course, of course, yeah. You know, you it's do. important. We we're gonna just we're gonna find out why with the paralegal. Well, of course. And as long as it's justifiable. Yeah. And I also am very clear, and I was clear today in front of her. She came with a guest. Mm -hmm. I was very clear. We do not condone any type of violence, mm -hmm. drugs. Yeah. Partying, uh, selling of narcotics, growing of narcotics. Mm -hmm. We do not want anyone in here that is a troublemaker. This is a three-unit building, yeah. and everybody will be down your throat on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Scare them. Scare them good. You I said my lawyers. Oh, yes. I said the lawyers, the accountants, the paralegal. Everybody will yep. be here on a daily basis. You will be evicted. Mm -hmm. I will charge you at the Landlord and Tenant Bureau. Mm -hmm. You will never have a... You will live in a box. <laughs> and I say it respectfully. I'm very good, Maria. My tenants do not even change a light bulb. You know, <laughs> no, I baby them. I'm so good. But don't, don't turn around and make me a trouble because that's the last thing that we want is trouble. Of course. We run a very good operation, but to get her in now, I got to get a cleaning lady in there. And to get a cleaning lady in there, the big problem is a lot of the ladies, well, or cleaning person, I should say, yeah, cleaning yeah. person mm -hmm. or cleaning company mm -hmm. to come and sterilize, but nobody's working now because of the shutdowns again. Well, can they not work? It cannot well, work? Some the company that I use, uh -huh. the, some of the employees are very afraid. They don't sure. want to come. Sure. I but I've, I've assured them it's empty. Everything's empty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem now, isn't it? I mean, like what I'm doing is I'm getting my uh, guests who are living in homes to show uh, the empty unit so I don't have to because I'm a senior. Uh -huh, and especially uh -huh. now with the rise of it, right? Like it's yeah. it's gotten worse now. So I asked my 
my uh, guests or tenants to help me out and they're willing to do that because they have to live with those people so they should meet each other anyways what I don't need to be in between right then they can just sign the paperwork with the people in my office and then we're done right but mm -hmm. uh, yeah but you know it's not easy and, and you know I feel sorry for the landlords now that once again they won't be able to evict the people now thank goodness thank goodness the LTB that they're actually still holding online meetings right the board is still holding oh, meetings, so at least I don't want to go there ever no, again in no, my life. No, me neither. I haven't gone in 12 years, and I won't. That's it. That's as nope. simple as that. I'm not going to go. You figure nope. it out. You figure it out. You know, you figure it out. But I'm not that wasting is my one time. Of, that is the biggest. I think everything else is is everything else is negotiable. Yeah. The biggest, most toughest thing to happen to landlords right now mm -hmm. is that and you know I you know I I stalk your web your site I know <laughs> and I was watching the, the video you just shared mm -hmm. uh, about in Texas how they just simply said enough yeah that's it they just you know they have to evict them you can't have people living in your home without paying I don't care who you are yeah if you can't yeah. pay and they were given money it's not like these people don't have money they were given money by the government which should have been sent to the landlord to first of all and not to them because these people don't know how to handle money otherwise they wouldn't be in trouble like that right but they mm -hmm. think i think they they think they can do what they want to do well no they can't do what they want to do they owe rent but the poor landlord will never be able to get that money this is the sad thing, and no one's on their uh, side. Although I, I haven't been able to recuperate one dollar. I know the thirty thousand that we spent. I know, I know. So Not we, one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, it's terrible what's going on. Um, the the thing here, I don't know if you're reading on Facebook today, but I did share. Let me just go in here and see if I can find mm -hmm. it. Like the Landlord Credit Bureau, a very very important, and they're all over the United States and Canada. LCB, you can look online, yep. everyone. Yep. LCB, let's see. Now, here it says, uh, thank you for your inquiry. This is about the landlord, uh, tenant, landlord Credit Bureau. And it says here, let me just open this up. It is legal for a landlord to use the landlordcreditbureau.com platform, and you don't need consent, listen to this, nor a mandatory order or judgment from a court or landlord tenancy tribunal. For details, please see this article. And I am going to open up the article, and we're going to discuss it a little bit here. Okay. Okay. I just found it today. Uh, it was on a number of uh, uh, landlord um, Facebook association pages, and I'm one of them, right? And I would use it. I would use it. I don't know why landlords are not using it. I don't know. I would I use it. They need that. You need it. Yeah, I know. The second they get... The second they get that notification, uh -huh. it is real yeah. that you are going to be tried yeah. and that we are going to go after your credit. For the sure. second you receive that, yeah. it's real. It's not a joke. Yeah. As people think that they can get away with whatever they want anymore. Yeah. 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 Listen to this. This is really good. Okay. This is really good. And this is with this article here. So if, if you want to read the article, everyone, it's uh, the landlordcreditbureau.ca slash legal uh, hyphen framework. And it goes into it. Is it legal to use a landlord credit bureau? Is consent required? So I'm just going to go down here and scroll down that I read here in this article, which is really interesting. Is okay. that examples of tenants being convicted of fraud for not paying their rent. Toronto's professional tenant found guilty of fraud. Serial trouble tenant goes gets jail time for fraud. Now that's about time that we had that going on, that someone who commits fraud goes to jail. Because they would. If they did that at, in a store, if they were stealing in a store, they were, or they were passing bad checks, they'd be sent to jail. So how can a tenant be in your home, destroying it, not paying, and get scot-free and go to the next one? Mm -hmm. You know? That's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I know, but it is. And, and this is so, so unfair. I'm just going to read here a little bit more. It says, yes, under Canadian provincial and federal law, uh, PPDA, PIPEDA is called. It is legal to use the LCB platform. No, landlords and property managers do not require consent from their tenants. 
LCB includes three primary divisions accessible within the platform. As long as the information report is accurate, the LCB platform has numerous automated protections and guidance in place to ensure our landlord, property manager and tenant members are protected and that reporting and usage of the different services remains in compliance with relevant legislation. Legislation. This is how it works. For a tenant who is being who has who has given consent, such as th uh, such as through the inclusion of the LCB application and lease clauses in their application for tenancy or lease, or by logging into the LCB tenant portal to confirm consent, nothing further is required. For a tenant who pays on time and does not owe money but has not given consent, landlords may create a record using LCB's platform for their internal record keeping purposes. The tenant then has the choice to opt in to receive benefits from LCB, example, improved credit rating with other credit bureaus, positive tenant record. If such tenant does not opt in or provide consent, the landlord is still entitled to maintain a record of their tenancy using LCB's platform. And as long as the tenant does not owe a debt, such record will solely be used for the landlord's internal purposes and not shared. However, if such tenant ever owes a debt, then their debt would be subject to disclosure to credit bureaus by the landlord pursuant to the following paragraph. For, mm -hmm. for a tenant who does not pay rent when owed and thus owes a debt, applicable legislation enables landlords to report to the LCB without notice or consent under an approved purpose, i.e. to collect the debt, investigate the breach of their lease, or to detect, suppress, or prevent fraud, which is true, all of which LCB as a reporting agency assists with. Late payments are immediately reflected on the LCB tenant record and upon a debt being owed for 30 plus days, the debt is shared with other credit bureaus, which means Equifax. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next thing here is LCB provides free legal defense for members. Oh, I like this thing here. I didn't know this. LCB will per handle the defense and cover the costs if there is ever a complaint. See the legal defense page for details and applicable terms and conditions. Since LCB's inception, there has been, ha, there have been zero, listen to this, Natasha, there have been zero successful complaints filed against LCB or any of its members for using LCB. I love that. LCB handles the protection of all individuals and the security and accuracy of information within the LCB platform with the utmost priority. Misuse of the LCB platform will not be toler tolerated. How do you like that, eh? I well, love that. <laughs> it's what's deserved. Yeah, and also what's needed for the poor landlord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we need that. We need that. Landlords have to be protected because we're losing them by droves now. But, you know, because there's so many landlords that, are, you know, are owed, like yourself, $30,000. At least you have the guts to continue. But some of them are just selling their properties. They don't care. And they're out of the business completely. And, mm -hmm. the, next, and the next person who's going to buy it doesn't necessarily want to rent it. They, they, want it, they, they would love to get it without tenants and they'll just live in it themselves. They don't want to be bothered with any of this. Who wants to do this anymore? You know, there's no money in it. The thing is, uh, like... I, I just said that today. I was on a call yeah. with Tenant Cube. Okay. And I just said that today. I said there's absolutely no money in it. No. Unless you bought when the housing market was very low. Yeah. And now, but basically, all you have, though is just what's left in like is the um, appreciation of the home yeah yeah because other than that I mean there's not a lot left no I know it has to you have to the only way you can make money with real estate now is by refinancing it that's the only way not with the rent because until no. you find until you find the right tenant you can stay empty for months Mm -hmm. You know, and then we have to do it that way. We can't afford to have somebody in there without paying and destroying. Might as well just be empty, just stay empty. It's not worth it. I don't care what anybody says. It's not worth it. And nobody's on our side. That's the problem here, as you know. There's nobody on our side. Well, the biggest issue that I think that we're facing is just that at this point, 
you know, if if you can refinance and leave it empty, yeah. so that you know, you don't have to deal with the tenants, especially now during COVID. Yes. You know, yes. to get a good tenant, I mean, you kind of have to do your due diligence. Oh, for sure. Well, we talk about it all the time, yeah. about that, about doing the due diligence. You really have to, especially now, now more than ever. Absolutely. I would say. Absolutely. And people during COVID, are they moving? Like, oh, you know, yeah. it's a bit... Oh, yeah. um, no, people are still moving. People are still moving because I get people... They are. Oh, it's yeah. just we have to be really... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to you be, know. Yeah, we can't just let any, anyone into our homes. Because mm -mm. I don't know if they're sick, they'll make somebody else sick or what they're going to do, right? So, yeah, we have to be even more vigilant of what's going on, even more so. If we thought we were vigilant before, we, that was nothing compared to what we have to do now. And this is the third wave. And, and you know, I can see this continuing over the summer again, just like last year. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I can see it. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. I was reading statistics before you got on that they say we might have up to 10,000 people a day. I mean, that's disastrous that they now have a field hospital at Sunnybrook. They have a field hospital outside in the parking lot that they will move people from the hospital into the field hospital so they can take care of the new patients coming in. Think about that. This is like wartime. And this is exactly what happened in 1918. If you look at the pictures there, that's what they were doing. They had them in field hospitals like this, under a big tent. Hmm. I remember seeing that picture. I thought, wow, you know, and now they're doing it right here in, in, in Toronto. It's just an article that came out today along with, you know, that they're going to extend it until May the 20th. So it's not till the end of April anymore. It's up to it's up to May the twentieth at this point, and then what they say here there might be up to ten thousand cases a day. In May. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yes, it's just it's a bit very much. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. It's very all sad. just a bit much. Yeah, it is. It's it's overwhelming for all. It says Ontario could see more than ten thousand new, new daily cases by end of May. <laughs> That's why Ford had to have a special cabinet meeting last night. And again this morning, to mm -hmm. uh, put more restrictions in, to combat, combat a worsening third wave that is pushing the province's healthcare system to the breaking point. And even yeah. the doctors themselves are saying, we can't, we can't continue doing this, what we're doing. It's impossible. No. It's and, impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. And they're exhausted from it. And they, it you know, breaks their heart to see young people now dying, you know? Of course. Very, very of sad. Course. So in my, and for me, I mean, like with all this friggin' stuff going on with the COVID, then we have these friggin' multiple offers that are going on. Like people are crazy, eh? They're crazy. Well, business is business, you know. Business is going to move no matter what. Yeah, but this, but, this is, but this is not real business. This is speculation. Speculation. <laughs> this is I all was it on is. A yeah, go ahead. Uh you know, I was I was on a call. It's something that RBC was doing about investors who want to invest in the U.S. Okay, yeah. And the lady was just, one of the speakers was stating that what they feel will happen is just a softening of the market. Mm -hmm. That the market will soften, mm -hmm. but go down or any of those things. Mm -hmm. Not so much. Okay. Just more of a softening, mm -hmm. and it'll probably just stabilize where it's at. Probably. Yeah, it could. But I think any properties that are above going towards the million-dollar mark will start coming down. I don't see oh, that. Oh, yeah. I can't see I don't see know that. that there's a big demand for that. But then I talked to my, you know, a few of my girlfriends in Toronto, mm -hmm. and they, they're, they're all buying brand-new homes. That are, how much are so, they paying for them? Millions? Millions, I know, must be nice, crazy, millions. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. you know, and it's it's just, we're just at a point now, you know, where it's like. Well, <sighs> you know what, this is, this is, you know, okay, the coronavirus is a very real thing. But the fact that so many people have lost their jobs, Natasha, we are, mm -hmm. we are in a depression. 
We are. We're in a depression recession. Yeah. We can't. You know, I was watching today. Uh, there's this famous. Uh, um, I think he plays a stock market. I can't remember his name right now, but I mean, I'll, I'll have to remember next time. But he talks mm-hmm. about this. Like he says, you know what? I mean, like there's no there's no marketplace. The stock market doesn't make any sense of what's going on. And the same thing with the real estate. And we've had this before and it's bottomed out. Now, maybe it could be true what this lady was saying to you that it's going to soften up. Yeah, I can see that happening. But how much of a softening is it going to be? And maybe it's going to be Toronto where we're going to feel that there's going to be more softening in the real estate market uh, than, than maybe on the outlying areas, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put here real estate in Toronto. Okay. Ma- Mama Google, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, real estate in Toronto is a, Toronto. The bubble of Toronto is is as big as uh, I think it's Frankfurt, Germany, and Germany is one of the biggest bubbles in the world. Is it really? And Toronto, right now, Toronto, I believe, Hong Kong, and Frankfurt, Germany, are all three at the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same when it level. Comes to the, yes, when it comes to the real estate market. Yeah. Uh, here, this is on CTV News, um, and this is April the 15th, which was yesterday. Canadian home sales prices surged to a new record in March, and it says over here, Ottawa. Canada's average home selling price soared, an eye-watering 31.6% year over year in March, hitting a new high as sales also climbed to a new all-time record, the Canadian Real Estate Association, CREA, said on Thursday. National home sales rose 5.2% in March from February as more supply came to the market. Yes, there's more supply right now, but they're overpriced and was quickly snapped up by hungry buyers. Actual sales, not seasonally adjusted, rose, listen to this, 76.2% from a year ago. Think about that. Wow. It says here, a number of newly listed homes, meanwhile, climbed 7.5% to set a new record in March from February. Supply is up more than 25% in the last two months, the CREA data showed. The big rebound in new supply to start the spring market is the relief valve we need the most, said uh, Cliff Stevenson, chair of CREA, in a statement. It looks like we may finally be rounding the corner on these extremely unbalanced housing market conditions. It's a great news for frustrated buyers, he added. And even with the surge of new supply, the average selling price of a home in Canada hit a new record of at $716,828. Wait a second. In March, rising 5.7% from a month earlier. Okay, no, wait, it says, it says here, C, 716,828 from 572,821. Okay, so here it says the largest year-over-year gains continue to be smaller cities. Okay, we know that to be true, especially you, out your way, um, and, uh, and rural parts of Ontario, followed by markets in British Columbia, Quebec, and New Brunswick. Yeah, everyone's running out to New Brunswick area. Single, uh-huh. yeah, single family homes remain the biggest gainers as people continue to seek out more space amid the COVID-19 pandemic and a long-term bet on working from home. The industry group said its home price index, which smooths out average price swings, was up 20.1% from last March and up 3.1% from February. Think about that. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Well, well, you know what's ha- okay. You know what's happening, right? Warren Buffett. You know what he's what he did. He sold most of his major shares in the banks. He sold them out. He got out of them a hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was watching a video on YouTube. Uh, let me. Put I know. Me and you are the YouTube queen. I know. <laughs> Okay, but I watch what he does too, right? Where he gets out of certain, um, he gets out. Uh, let's see now. Let's see now. Uh, let's see if I can put something here. Yeah, well, I, I love watching YouTube. I learned so much from him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, Warren Buffett is the most most successful investor in the world. And let me see here. 
Mm, I wanted to see, because I was just watching it on YouTube, what he got out of. They've said about three or four stocks he sold out of completely 100%. And one, I don't know which bank it was, but he sold all his shares in a bank. And then he went back in and put little amounts in, in other companies. So let me see if I can see here Warren Buffett. But maybe I'll have it next time when we have our discussion, you know. But um, um, And you know what's interesting is, uh, Maria, today when I was checking all of my stocks, uh -huh. they are all in the ground. Oh, are they? Which one? What kind do you have? Don't have to go into details. What kind do you have? Well, mainly my biggest winners are mainly marijuana stuff, like uh, cannabis stocks. Yeah, yeah. And they are all in the ground. Really? How much have they dropped? Oh, I've lost. Well, I got greedy and I didn't sell when I should have. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I've lost like a few thousand. Well, just don't sell it. Just, just leave it, right? The thing That's is, what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I, you know, when you don't need the money, you just leave yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know what the smart thing to do is like people, like I even said to people, they said, well, I lost. I said, well, you don't lose unless you sell. You just leave it there and let, it's like a house, right? Like if you, right. you want to wait for it to gain in value, you don't sell it when it's down, you sell it when it's up. So you have to wait for it to happen. I mean, a smart That's investor, right. yeah, if you don't have to get out because you don't need the money, then you just leave it there. And you know, what's interesting it's is easy. because I was investing in marijuana when it first came out in 20, it wasn't even legal in 2017, but the shares were being sold already, right? And I made mm -hmm. more money then really well before it even yes. it, it before it even started the following summer so when it started the following summer became legal the the stocks dropped didn't make any sense in my head <laughs> because people were speculating Spec oh yeah interesting Inter i find the speculations the funniest yeah oh yeah yeah, that's why I don't speculate in real estate or in stocks. I just leave them there. And then, yeah. like last year, I went in there and I looked at something. I think it was gold or something that I had. Stocks, penny stocks. I only do penny stocks. Canadian, only Canadian penny stocks. And I went in there and made $400 in one day. But it had been there for a year. I never even looked at it. And I thought, oh, okay, I, I'll sell it. And I sold it. And I got the money and put it there, ready to try and get in there again with another marketplace, you know. So the, you know, like, like I think, like, like real estate, it's a long thing, right? It's mm -hmm. a long haul. I think certainly Warren Buffett sees it that way. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't speculate. He looks at things and he knows when they're down is the time to buy, especially if they've gone up and down a couple times. You know, it's going to go up sooner or later. I know yeah. my my mentor who was teaching me about stocks and bonds was telling me. You know, he says it has to go up and down three times, and he says then you can go in. He says you know that's going to happen again, right? So uh, yeah, but anyway, really? Oh yeah, he told me that. He says you have to watch it that it's gone up and down three times historically gone down up and down three times he says and then you should be okay to go in there and I've done that and has he was right about that you know but uh, you know you have to study it just as much as real estate there's no difference say it's another business but it's the same thing you have to know your stuff that's right yeah so listen we're about to it is another business it you is, can't yeah. just do whatever you think no no so for for uh, for now uh any type of advice you can give someone before we close off for the night well yes if you are renting to a new tenant if you're doing a changeover if if you're doing anything like that make sure that you have the covid forms everybody has to fill out the covid forms as well as the sterilizing of the unit, mm -hmm. cleaning, mm -hmm. preparing. You know, with COVID, you really have to be on track because you don't know people's comfort yes. when it comes to COVID and moving in and out of the unit and showing the unit. Yeah, and that's why I don't do short-term rentals now because I'm not going to do all that cleaning and I'm not going to play that game. You know, when somebody says, can I do short-term? I said, nope, sorry, not anymore, not with COVID. And now with the short-term rentals, they've extended it that we can't have people in our short-term rentals. So I, I would think you'd have to look at that. If you're in the short-term rental business, you want to stay in it or do you want to, you know, maybe do mid-term uh, investing like like uh, renting or maybe long term maybe this is a time to pivot for a little while until we get over this period if you don't have money coming in for mm -hmm. short term mm -hmm. right? you, you know I always say the word I use is pivot I've always pivoted my business and I can see you're doing the same thing too Natasha well 
I am. I am pivoting it. I, I am, but I'm still seeing with, I still have tenants. I've heard of a lot of landlords going into mortgages now. Yes. Who are selling, selling, and they're going into mortgages. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That's what you want to do. I did that once, which was fine. It worked out very well. Then I ended up buying the property. But I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't want to do anymore as I get on, you know? So I just prefer to uh, just refinance, put the money in the bank, and just live off of it, and then just rent what I can. That's what I prefer to do. Less problems. For mm-hmm. me, it's less problems, yeah. But remember, you're younger than I am. Remember, it's been t- I've been 21 years in real estate, and I've mm-hmm. been 39 years in business. So I look at life a little bit differently now than I did before. And you're just starting out. So, you know, you've got a long way to go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, oh, my goodness. So listen, I'm going to say good night. Listen, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Friday. And thank yes. you so much for being my guest. Eh? Oh, I love to be your guest, yeah. Maria. You Me know, too. I love to. And you know what? I'm going to suggest one small thing before we go. Yes. One small thing for the listeners mm-hmm. is that, you know, if they want to pivot, and, you know, I heard of this book. It's called The Better Broker. Okay. And it's the mortgage space. That's when people are starting to do the mortgages. Yeah. Okay. And it's called The Better Broker. So I don't know if that's something to look up. Good idea. Good idea. Yes. Good idea. Absolutely good idea. Nothing wrong with looking at your options. And actually, I've had some of my, my, you know, my, my students that came into my landlord um, boot camp that are thinking of not even renting anymore, but just fixing and flipping and just flipping, just flipping. Don't bother okay. because it's so tough. And there's new laws coming out all the time that now some landlords have to be licensed in some cities. And they just don't want to be involved with any of that anymore. You know, they haven't even started out. They just started out. And they're already tired by all these stupid things that are coming their way. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to choose your poison, eh? <laughs> You have to choose your poison. <laughs> so, my love, I'm going to say good night and have a wonderful weekend. Okay, and I'll, and I'll say thank the, you I'll, I'll say and good. you as well and all the guests as well. Thank have a you. wonderful weekend, yeah, and you. we will talk very soon. Absolutely. Ciao for now, Bella. Ciao. Okay. Bye bye, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Yeah. Bye, Natasha. Ciao. Bye bye. So that was my lovely guest, Natasha Figali, and she's been one of my mastermind ninjas that I've been working with since 2019. I'm so proud of her. She's been doing such a wonderful job with her real estate. She's growing in leaps and bounds. And I hope you'll join me next Friday. On Monday, I have my show about Boomer Bust, and I have two wonderful guests who will be coming and will be discussing. That's Navtaj and also Yarek. We're going to be discussing, is it the time to get out of real estate or to stay in real estate? So I'm going to say good night for now. See you next week. God bless. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Ciao. And this is Maria Recruit, all things real estate on myradiorocks.com. Ciao.